I'm Dave Hill. I was born and raised in America, but my grandfather, Clarence Vincent Blake Sr., was from Canada. Clinton, Ontario, to be exact. And when I was a kid growing up on the mean streets of suburban Cleveland, Ohio, my grandfather would thrill and amaze me and my siblings with tales of his mysterious and magical homeland located just across majestic Lake Erie. My grandfather's been up in that big hockey arena in the sky for over 30 years now, so I figured it was time I finally learned more about his country, which is why I started this podcast on which I try to learn more about Canada, one Canadian at a time. This is So You're Canadian. Hello. Today I come to you from rainy. I know every time I say where I'm, I'm in New York again, as you, as as usually the case, and it's it's gray and rainy again. Um, I hope I hope it stops doing that. Anyway, enough about the weather. Let's focus. Um, thank you for joining me once again for so you're Canadian. Um, I'm sorry we were off last week. Now switching to the futuristic. Futuristic? That's not even a word, Dave. Futuristic. Bi-weekly format. Um, and we're back with guns blazing because today joining me is hilarious Canadian and hilarious comedian Ron James, uh, a Nova Scotian from Glace Bay. That's right, I said Glace Bay. Deal with it. Um, and then he later moved to Halifax. I'm just, I'm just reading. He told me this when we talked, but now I'm just reading his Wikipedia page. It's very, it's pathetic of me. Gotta get my shit together. Anyway, uh, we had a lovely chat about all sorts of things. Uh, I learned a lot. I will, I will summarize that later. But uh, let's just get into it. I spoke with uh, Ron. He was at home. In Toronto, where he, he currently resides, and I was at my house, and uh, my dog was farting, and uh, all of this is covered. I hope you enjoy my delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with Ron James. I didn't see the big herds, but I did see two white wolves. I love that. That's cool. Oh, where, where, when, where was this exactly? I was in the Northwest Territories. I was three hours north of Yellowknife, and I took my daughter, who was 15 at the time, kayaking. And uh, I wanted to see uh, the guy had a great website, and it's it was in its infancy of the web, right? And, oh yeah. Uh, so a very impressive site. But when I got up there, uh, the guy was this. Uh, uh, behemoth of a uh, he was a, a a cyclopean monster really uh, a big drunken bush pilot who oh, owned that's a, the best kind yeah well, really. the, cy- the cyclopean part anyway <laughs> um tim says hello oh tell him i said hello well let's um well th- i should be i'll give a form thank you for joining me by the way thank you by the way uh, are we starting uh, <laughs> Pardon? Do you hit the ground running or do you say go? Oh, no. It's all pretty casual. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I have to finish the story about the caribou then. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this will be, we'll get it right into it. All right. And tell Tim I said hello. Tim Congrats. being our oh, mutual I, editor. I am. Likewise. Well, I don't think I'm going to have a blurb on the front page from Malcolm Gladwell. I, I can make it happen for 20 bucks. <laughs> Canadian bucks or American, buddy? Mm, split the difference. Uh -huh. 22 Canadian. Uh -huh. Done. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can throw in a bag of Nova Scotia smelts. I'm going back in April. Oh, wow. So I could dip some smelts. I like some smelts. And I have some bottled moose. My cousin in Newfoundland sent me bottled moose. What is that? Uh, it's where the moose is butchered, uh, of course. I mean, you know, it's it's shot, it's skinned, it's hung, it's butchered, and then it's uh, vacuum packed in glass jars with onions and and pepper and things, and then uh, it lasts forever. Really, I I think they found uh, well, Franklin's man would no doubt have not eaten each other in the Arctic. Had they bottled, uh, had they storages of bottled moose instead of um, bully beef in lead leaking tins. Wait now, it what is the what is the consistency of the bottled moose? Can you pour it like a like a ketchup? <laughs> like what level of bottling? Is it more of a jarring? Is it like is it like spam? How awful! Would that be liquid? This is, well, this is what I'm, when you say I'm, I've got, I got to, you know, I keep, I do research th throughout the show. Right. And uh, so I feel like uh, due diligence. I have bottled moose. See what's coming up here. Mm. Bottled, bottled moose, bottled water, bottled and bond. Yeah, yeah, no. That bottled moose meat. See, it's not. It's not liquefied, Dave. It's in chunks. Oh, see, there it is. I, okay, see, yeah, and yeah. not to not to be nitpicky, but in America we would say that is uh, hillbilly food. No, uh, I guess more of a canned moose moose meat, not so much bottled. The bottled, to my feeble mind makes it sound like you can pour it like a, a right. liquid which is yeah. a horrifying image yeah but um yeah or is it a million dollar uh, idea being um overtly scatological dave uh uh bottled is outstanding for regularity so bottled mooses it it eventually does does liquefy Miraculously. Oh wow! I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. All right. Um, so well, Just, I'm a fan of uh, yeah. uh, I'm a fan of any anything that will uh, th that that's part of the end game. No pun intended. How, what is the flavor of bottled? I've never heard. This is this is what's exciting about this podcast is I learn I learned so many things right. I did not. No bottled moose was a thing. I bet most moose don't know that either. But I digress. I uh, I can't believe you didn't stumble on it because you do have a you do have a moose on the front of your book. That's your 
I know. It's kind of job one. You would have thought I would have had bottled mm. moose by this mm. point, um, mm. given or my tireless research. You want any rabid fans, right? Pardon? Or else some being sent to you by rabid fans who who read your book and went, geez, that, that fella needs some bottled moose. You would think. Uh, See, that's the dark side of Canada, Dick. Not oh, as friendly as everyone's making us out to be, right? Yeah, they're not. They're not a people who would just uh, mail uh, bottled moose all willy nilly. I would though, and you're gonna get some because uh, there's a dozen bottles, and uh, unless uh, I find myself in a dystopian apocalyptic world with only that to eat. You have. There's probably going to be another dozen bottles, or maybe ten bottles, come come September when I get back there to my place by the water. Oh, so you have a place. So you're originally from Nova Scotia, but you keep a place back there. Yeah, I just got it a few years back, and um, you know, um, Maritimers, which we're called. Um, you know, it's like we're born, or like salmon, we're born with a beeper in our head. And that as you get older, that that beeper goes off and you have to make your way back to your river of birth. And uh, it's, uh, you know, we're just drawn by the magnetic pull of the earth to be back home and drink dark and stormies uh, on the porch. I like I like a nice dark and stormy. Oh, how, how, how does a dark and I guess I'll, I'll be finding out soon enough. But how does a dark and stormy pair with a bit of bottled moose meat? Oh, well, I would say, uh, that's a great question. I would say that you should have a couple dark and stormies prior to the bottled moose. But uh, when our friend Paul Myers and his wife Liz were down last summer, uh, I did uh, a... uh, uh, I, I marinated uh, a moose roast and did it on the big green egg on low heat. I have that great American invention, the big green egg, the barbecue. Oh, you mean is the green? What is the green egg? Is that like the top of the, the grill? No, the green egg. Uh, we're jumping around a bit, but um, I've that's got okay. That's, that's the nature of the show. But I mean, I'm I've, I've never more had a touch to... of ADHD. More than me? That. Oh, I do. Oh, or did you say you did? Yeah, I do. I do. That just... Oh, I do. Yeah. The yeah. big green. There it is. The big green egg. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Look it's, at that. It's amazing. And I've I've actually been tempted to go to Alabama and take their cooking courses because when you go online to find out, you know, uh, if you want to say uh, slow roast a pig, if the friends are coming over and you're doing a pig. Well, there's going to be a on YouTube, there's a more than a fair share of, you know, 427 pound uh, Arkansas genetic stutters telling you how to do side of a pig. (laughs) Right now, authorities on the big green egg. So you can take the chef course. I can't believe I'm just. And there, it comes in multiples. This, oh my God, what size? May I ask? I, uh, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't have the size for the family of twelve. 
Uh, yeah, there's, there's one. one. I've got the medium one. Okay, well, I think that's reasonable. Mm -hmm. I think that's, uh, yeah, there's a, okay, the medium, oh my gosh, they, yeah, they really come in all sizes. Once again, a tip of the hat to American imperialism, although in World War II, it wasn't imperialism. It was, it was uh, a legitimate, to quote Studs Terkel, the last good war. Uh, when the soldiers came home from uh, occupied Japan, they had watched uh, how the Japanese cooked their meals. And they mm -hmm. used a device similar to this. And of course, in the early 70s, I guess it just got passed around, you know, they just, and, uh, oh, are you using one of those we saw in Japan? I'll use one too. Anyway, somebody patented it. And lo and behold, you can have the whole green outfit to go with the big green egg where you can, where you can uh, keep, you can have your moose, your Canadian moose roast slow cooking. You can also hike it up to 750 degrees to sear it first. And then you have your, to come full circle, you have your dark and stormies on the porch, perhaps two of them. And, uh, but here's the other thing. Use the moose roast or the bottle moose as uh, a little uh, palate cleanser uh, uh, for dessert, because what you need to steam are, uh, are a dozen Nova Scotia lobsters prior to that. For dessert? No, no, no. That's the main course, the lobster. Oh, oh but okay. Have a dozen for yourself, Dave. That, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know if I have it in me. I may be good for a couple on a good day. Couple lobsters, no harm in that. But you live in New York, so you couldn't have one on your deck, right? Because legally, I don't think I can have the big green egg. No. Right. But uh, it's. One day I'll relocate and I'll, I'll treat myself to the giant green egg that fits <laughs> fits a uh, a grown man. If I you well, know if things ever speaking of a dystopian future when things really go south, okay, and you yeah. need to do that hind quarter, then you the, then you get the big green. That's now. Where, you are in Toronto right now, is that correct? I am in Toronto, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. I live here. Okay. I raise my family here. Uh, my daughters are 30 and 25, and so they live here. And so I don't want to be away from them in the winter. But I'm on the road most of the time, too, right? Yeah, you have a uh, – I was looking at your website. Uh -huh. you're, uh, you're, you're, you're hitting a lot of – I mean, you know that I don't have to tell you. But there, you're going all over the place. I always have. Yeah, yeah. At the big wide open. It's the, uh, you know, I chased that sitcom dream in L.A. in the early 90s, right? And we went yeah. down. I started at Second City, and everybody went down. Uh, this uh, actress uh, uh, at Second City in Toronto sold a show she created. To, it was called My Talk Show. And it was mm -hmm. a, a fictitious talk show where celebrities would come into her home, a suburban home in Derby, Wisconsin. And um, anyway, uh, she and neighbors would um, interview them. And at first, the celebrities of the day, it was way back in 1990, were legitimate, you know, like uh, um, William Shatner and Jim Belushi and uh, Rob Weller and Martin Mull. But then when the numbers took a, a, a nosedive and went south, uh, I don't think any agents wanted their A-list clients on the show, so they threw the net into 
compound of where are they now and everybody who could function publicly without an orderly <laughs> was on the show. Uh, that's, you know, that's, that's where I strike. Okay. That's oh, see, but you missed it. It was it was a while ago. Well, I was excited to see you were on one of my all-time favorite shows ever, Get a Life. Yes, I was. Is that I mean, available? I knew. Let's let's go to the tapes. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see the clip. It probably five, is. Yeah, I got five guest spots in my days in L.A., and I think that was the best one. You know, Chris Elliott was in uh, Schitt's Creek, right? Oh, you, yeah. I love yeah, that show. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I need what? that show right now. Nominated for an Emmy. Yep. Yeah, that that's a great show. Yeah, it sure was. Is it done? No, it's in the seventh season. I oh, okay. Yeah. I thought I, I, um, okay, good. I'm glad it's... It's still it's ongoing. Yeah, I'm just I'm uh, I'm late to the party with that, but uh, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. There's it, an awful it was lot one, to watch, Dave. There's an awful lot to see. There is. I mean that that's why I delayed in seeing it because the more I hear about a show, the longer I wait. Because if I hear too many good things, I think, well, I'm gonna have to cancel my plans to watch this show. <laughs> so I put it off. But on the flip side, and I t I've talked about this show a lot on this podcast, one person, my friend Jim from the dog park, told me to watch a show called Letterkenny. I've never heard of it. Good. No, no one, Jim, I think, was the only person in America who had seen it at the time. He told me about it, and then I've since told everyone to watch it. I'm sure that you could get those guys on your podcast. I I had Kay Trevor Wilson on the show once. He's really funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. And not to brag, but they were Letterkenny. I wanted I've I don't think I've said this documented anywhere. But Letterkenny was recently mentioned in uh the Superman comic book. Wow. Wow. And my friend Ben, he wrote to me as I told I my friend Ben Acker, I turned him on to it, the letter Kenny, and he loved it. And he said, You're responsible because my friend is the guy who wrote that Superman and he threw he became a letter Kenny fan through my friend Ben. Your friend wrote that Superman. No, my friend Ben's friend wrote it. Okay. I got it. And I turned Ben on to Letterkenny. Ben turned him on to it. And that's how Letterkenny got. I'm basically taking credit. <laughs> my, that's my should. point of the story. It's very well, sad. Yeah. It's all I've got. It's a first in American showbiz for somebody to take credit for something they haven't done. I know that day. It's, it's never the American done. way. Right? <laughs> you know, when you see... When you see all those people winning at the Oscars and the award shows, you know that there's never been any thievery involved. No, no. skullduggery. No nefarious motives. It's all on the up and up in this country. <laughs> now more than ever. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and check in with our friends at Maximum Fun. Go to MaximumFun.org to find out what those nut jobs are cooking up for you.
Hey everyone, Alden Ford here with the cast of Mission to Zix. Our fourth season premieres on February 19th, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the show, we decided to ask one of our characters to give you a quick recap of what's happened so far. Say hello to the clone trooper, AJ. Who are you people? What's happening? Okay, AJ, put your gun down. Uh, AJ, can you just tell us what's happened in the Zix Quadrant in the last couple seasons? Oh, will we destroy the Emperor? Oh, really? Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, I think I think so. We knocked him into a chasm. Mr. Robot Man and Barchi's ship crashed through a window, and Dar and Baby Horse and I took out, like, a bunch of bad guys. Papa filled his destiny, and the lizard was there, too. Okay, great. I guess I was sort of asking what the show is like. Oh, you mean, like, it's an improvised, serialized workplace space opera featuring brilliant sound design, incredible guest stars, and an epic, hilarious tale of Fresh vs. Whack? Oh, yeah, wow. Where did you come up with that? Jesse Thorne told me to write that on my palm. Okay, all right. Well, Mission to Zix Season 4 debuts on February 19th on Maximum Fun. Check it out. Hey, I'm Jared Hill, co-host of the brand new Maximum Fun podcast, Fan Time. And I'm Travel Anderson. I'm the other more fabulous co-host. And the reason you really should be tuning in. I feel the nausea rising. To be Fan is to be a big fan of something, but also have some challenging or anti-feelings toward it. Kind of like Kanye. We're all fans of Kanye. He's a musical genius, but like, you know. He thinks slavery is a choice. Or like the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, I love the drama, but do I want to see black women fighting each other on screen? Ew, We're tackling all of those complex and complicated conversations about the people, places, and things that we love. Even though they may not love us back. Fanti, Maximum Fun, podcast. And now we return to, to my delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with comedian and Nova Scotian native, Ron James. You know what? I fell in love with America when I was 11 years old, and we used to go camping in Nova Scotia. We Dad would take us up to uh, Cape Breton Highlands National Park, and that was the terminus, uh, uh, almost the terminus of the Trans-Canada Highway. But it was during Tricky Dicky's War, when oh. the sons threw their thumb to the merciful hum of the highway. And uh, our roads were... Um, filled with draft dodgers, you know, all hitchhiking from sanctuary in Canada. It was a real cool time. But I remember this American family from Maryland came looking for their draft dodging son. And we used to camp in a Eaton True Line tent trailer. That's a department store here whose canvas walls you weren't allowed to touch when it was raining or it would leak. So it was was a strange imprisonment for a 11-year-old kid with um, rampant ADHD, which wasn't called it then. They didn't call it ADHD then. They just called it it like, Jesus Christ, there's something wrong with him. (laughs) Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you, kid? That, but America, America pulled into the campground. It was the myth made manifest, almost like you'd come from Mount Olympus driving a 60-foot chrome-plated, hermetically-sealed Airstream living unit. I I remember being 11 years old seeing that, and I went, holy jumping Jesus, it's the Jetsons. Oh, wow. So impressive. So the ideal of America uh, has always been been something um, somewhat magical for me from the eyes of a little kid. Of course, it didn't turn out like that when I was down in Los Angeles, but I wouldn't be the first one to hit the wall of reality down there, which is why I tour Canada extensively, because 
America in its own way sired my Canadian dream. Well, I, I actually think that's really cool uh, that you that you um, that you went back to Canada and and did so many amazing things in Canada. Well, it's just called making a living here, but uh, <laughs> I, you know, uh, yeah, it it, uh, it was uh, we got out six months before the Northridge quake, but. I came back and wrote a one-man show called Up and Down in Shaky Town, and yep. sort of one man's journey through the California dream, and it, it sort of changed things for me, you know, and uh, I hauled the best content out of that and sort of built in a stand-up career, and then I knew I could make a living and feed my family being on stage in Toronto making a pauper's wage, so that's when I started stringing my trap line to the big wide open and playing you know, forgotten outposts around the tip of Lake Superior in the dead of winter. I was smack dab in the heart of the Canadian Shield in February. And, um, yeah. you know, in group of seven country, uh, that was just a drop kick to the solar plexus of iconic Canadian geography. And so I embraced this heartline hum and soul note of people and place well beyond the myopic perimeter of the big smoke. And, um, that's where I've stayed for 25 years, aside from the specials I've done with the CBC before before I left. So you're on the road pretty all the time then? Well, you know, there's only 37 million people here, buddy. So you can only... <laughs> right? You know, it's the, uh, it's, it, it's the population of uh, Northern California, really. Actually, there's more people in the state of California than there is in the country of Canada. Wow. I guess that, yeah, that makes sense. Well, one of the things is, you know, I mean, when you're, I mean, if a person was at the top of their game in America, you could have half the country hating your guts and the other half loving it and still have seven times the population of Canada digging what you're talking about. Yeah, that's, that's my angle. At least not, maybe not the numbers, but the percentage of alienation. <laughs> well, well, I, um, uh, I got a bit of a thumbnail sketch of, uh, of the different uh, permutations of your um of your band so you are covering a wide demographic oh yeah oh yeah well that the the music that's just a little you know that's a little side hustle that's that's my <laughs> this that's is the money my, right here the big the big green that's my big green egg that's just the band is just a side uh side thing away from comedy and writing uh obs obscure books and things like that Oh, Clinton, Ontario. That's that's such an odyssey, though. Oh, and yeah. Have you been to Clinton? And Dad was always telling you on Sunday um, uh, a utopia that existed that he was pulled from. Yeah, and I, I've been I've been to Clinton, and uh, it's not without its charms. Uh, oh. Yeah. If you, you know, it's it's uh, I, I I hope to make it. Have you been to Clinton? Uh, uh, the name rings a bell. I've been through a lot of different towns, but uh, I know I'm amazed. I mean, North Bay. It's it's kind of across Lake Huron, across from the thumb of um, the state of Michigan. If that makes sense. He wasn't Amish, was he? Amish? Yeah. No, no. Oh no. He sold golfing attire. So if he was, yeah, not known, they're not known for that. No, 
yet. <laughs> Give it time. They're adaptable. Yeah, I mean, oh. you know, they have to be. I'm sure they do. I, uh, I've not been to Clinton then, no. That's, that's, uh, but you know, Mitt Romney would summer in Bayfield, Ontario, on the shores of Lake Huron. Oh, yeah, Bayfield's about 10 minutes away from... I know where it is, then. I know where it is. I have, I have been to Bayfield. I had a wild night in Bayfield. I had an artichoke dip in Bayfield. That was part of the wild night. Um, yeah, Those I didn't... Synonymous, uh, when, when you say artichoke dip and wild night together, you know they are synonymous with some... Um, somebody pushing the envelope and uh, oh, rain, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, some, uh, bottled moose meat can't, you know, can't be far off. It might be months off, but it's, it's not far off. And I'm glad the you brought scheme it because we haven't even answered it's, it's, it's culinary, uh, properties. Yeah. Let's get yeah. in. Cause I feel, would you say that bottled moose meat or bottled moose as it's known to the people? Uh, is that a, a, a quintessential uh, maritime dish? Well, the Newfoundlanders uh, are ones. See, my father was the Newfoundlander and my mother was the Cape Bretoner, which is a small island uh, attached to Nova Scotia by a causeway. So it's dad's people who were the bottled moose people, uh, where my mother's people uh, were just basically manic depressive coal miners. But... Uh, Right. Well, if anything's going to depress you, it's what, uh, 12 hours a day in the black belly of earth with a pig. Yeah. Right. It's That'll do it. Yeah. 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 So the Newfoundlanders bottle moose and um, they pretty well eat anything because. Uh, Clearly. Yeah. Well, but, you know, there's a real great culinary scene in St. John's, Newfoundland. And uh, the musical that took Broadway by storm come from away. Oh, Yeah. A- all the planes landing, of course, in Gander and and being taken care of uh, by kind Newfoundlanders. Yeah. And well, I, I've been I to, uh, to St. Pardon? I think they continue to go back and, and uh, you know, uh, and see the people who put them up in their homes. Oh, so it's like an ongoing, uh, well, I like sure. that. Maybe they're going back looking for a rogue sock or that wallet that they swore they had before they stayed at the house. I don't know. Yeah, or the, you know, pair of underwear that got discarded after a wild night of bottled moose meat. And artichoke dip. Go back, man. Uh, I mean, you just can't leave that hanging. Uh, a wild night I of know. dip in Bayfield. Yeah, I had I I I went I could probably find the name of the place that I went to. Uh, I'm not sure what it was called, but yeah, I went. Well, there's my only friend two. Joe. There are there. only two. Do you know the names of the places? There are no, only two places there. Because uh, uh, I'm doing a benefit in October there. Uh, my buddy's uh, director. Uh, he directed a couple episodes of Homeland and um, uh, uh, that show 24 when it was on. Anyway, he's from Bayfield, Brad Turner. And uh, he's building a culture center for kids who want to get into uh, 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 kids and local people who want to get into uh, uh, filmmaking. So he's nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He's, 
you know, he's uh, he's 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 playing it forward. I like that. And that, so that'll be in Bayfield. It will be in Bayfield in October. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's nice country. But, you know, um, being a maritimer, uh, I, I got to smell the sea in the summertime, brother. I've got. Oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's got to it. It permeates the pores. It, it, it uh, it's it's time travel. As soon as you as soon as you smell that sea, you're, you know, 12 years old again, eating that eating a bologna mustard sandwich on white bread with a can of Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. Right? Now, I'm going to I'm gonna out myself as a horrible uh, American. But oh. is you're from Glace Bay or Glace Bay? How do I say that? Uh, I was born in Glace Bay, Cape Breton. Glace. Glace. Okay. Yeah. So my first... Down. I just assumed I was going to get it wrong. So I... You know what? Even when you... Uh, even when you type the name into uh, uh, when you're typing something on on, on Word, it puts in mm-hmm. little asterisks over the e. Glacebe. Oh, yeah. but there is no way. I think the people who were born to affluence, which is maybe three families in Glace Bay, maybe when they're talking to people, they say we're from Glacebe. Perhaps they go a little lofty with it. Monsters. But they're not having the good times with the dark and stormies, and it. No, they're not. So I moved to Glace Bay. My dad was a phone company man, and he got transferred to Halifax, where he was raised. And Halifax uh, has the uh, has the distinction of being the city in 1917 uh, that was the site of the greatest man-made explosion next to the atomic bomb. Two ships collided at Halifax Harbor, the Emo and the Mont Blanc. And Boston actually got uh, medical teams to Halifax sooner than anyone from Montreal did, which explains the Maritimers' uh, generational animosity toward Quebec. Uh, but Boston, because there was a great connection between Nova Scotia and the Boston states, we always went down to work there. And oh, we wow. Oh yeah, we go for work. We go for we went for work in the uh, uh, after the war, and then there was another wave. Uh, it, there was a wave in the twenties before the depression, then after the war, and in fact, Nova Scotia was known as the fourteenth colony for the longest time. But uh, they uh, there was too much of a British presence there to affiliate ourselves with the American Revolution uh, re- revolutionaries. So. Uh, Boy, this is so funny, isn't it, Dave? This all the stuff I'm telling you. I love it. No, I like. You know, we're covering a lot of ground, which is, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. nuggets of. We've got a little history. Wait, that's um, what I'm. We we got a. Uh, we're learning about uh, the big green egg, which I don't know how I've. Uh, and then bottled moose. I mean. I'm telling this, you, man, there's some coming, and uh, you know when you're. When you're in your heavy metal circles, you watch how many, <laughs> you watch how many requests I'll be getting for that bottle moose. Oh, uh, right. now what else? Let's focus on bottle. What what goes? There's moose. We we can only assume. Uh, what else is in, goes into bottled moose when it's onions. done right? Onions. onions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do believe they put some vinegar in there. And uh, and water. I could be wrong. If the, if you have any fans in St. John's who are chefs, I know they'll mm-hmm. cook. If you had a minute, I could go up and get uh, a cookbook 
that was endorsed by the New York Times of a chef in St. John's. And I can, get I can wait. I can wait for that. Can you? Hold yeah, on. Yeah. All right. I'll put some action music on right. during this part. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be right down. Sorry. Right. We'll just we'll just fill in this part with some action music. is going you can hear him uh, going upstairs in his home returning with a bottled moose meat cookbook which is uh if he has one bottled moose meat cookbook that's one more than I have oh even better uh, hold it oh my gosh he's going back up I can to be clear I we're, we're working off a video today so I can see he was coming back downstairs with, I guess, just the one bottle of moose meat cookbook. Now he's vanished momentarily. Now things have gone quiet. Now he's returning. Okay. Here I am. I thought I had that other, a rogue, a rogue bottle, but it must have been cooked that night we were drinking scotch. Oh, I, it sounds, oh wow, look at that. Wildness, an ode to Newfoundland and Labrador. There's a moose on the cover, Jeremy Charles. With That's Adam. Newfoundland. And I'm kind of doing this for my own reasons, so that I'll get a free meal when I go there. That's the best kind. Is this it? But look, because it's a fancy cookbook, the portions are really small. Oh yeah, that's dainty. Right, right. That right. yeah. That's... What is what is on that plate? Is that a, like a chicken leg? Confit wild duck, grilled liver, and chanterelle porridge. Together at last. But you know, uh, I grew up hunting, uh, and um, I no longer do. I haven't held a gun in years, but. Uh, we always used to um, have um, rabbit stew and uh, and partridge uh, soup on Christmas Eve after church. We'd go to church on Christmas Eve back uh -huh. in those days, uh, and uh, we'd always laugh because there was a uh, there was a lady who was in front of us who loved to sing and uh, would have had a beautiful voice. Oh, here we go! If it wasn't for the tracheotomy. So there'd be three of Wait, she's... So she sang. So when she sang, the first Noel, the angel did day. So all of us were back home at the table singing like that. Oh, so my gosh. Sing, children. Jesus wants to hear your voices, too. Did she sing? Did she have that sort of at, at the electronic sort of <laughs> sound? Yeah. yeah. And she sang with that, too? Yeah, and she wore a bonnet. And her husband beside her uh, was deaf as a post. Uh, the last words he heard were during the Battle of the Atlantic of 1942. Uh, like, get out of the boiler room. So uh, wow. he, uh, his boat was torpedoed in the North Sea. And uh, you always gave him a like a distance of deference, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, he was the real deal, right? All those that old sort of work, probably worked out. That he couldn't hear the singing with the, the, the hey. tracheotomy. I'm not making light of it. It's just no, I know. Uh, it's just I, one of those. I'm, you know what it I'm, is, Dave, uh, Dave. It's a testimony to love. 
Oh, absolutely. Long, long love. But I think if I uh, I imagine if I were a kid in church and uh, yeah, that that would be that would provide for some entertainment when you got back home to Christmas dinner. Don't make fun of the lady. Right. No, no. Just eat your rabbit stew. Yep. Thanks, but then when... <laughs> yeah. You're such a show on. Oh, there it is. Look. I knew it. Oh, there's the uh, bottled meat. Look at bottled moose. So they cook they cook the moose before they put it in the the bottle. Here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back back. You mix it with pork, sea salt, black peppercorns. I was right about that bay leaves. You always got to live bay leaves and and, and sprigs of thyme. Wait, and pork moose, goes uh, in? and and moose stock. You always you always got to mix the pork. Well, it's I'm, pork is doing the heavy lifting there. I feel like. <laughs> well, you're you're telling me. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. Don't tell them that though, they because they, no, they'll go. Oh, but that's good bottle moose. And you'll go. Yeah, it tastes an awful lot like hamburger, right? Yeah. I'd say that. Because you can't debunk the myth. No, no. But I, let's just be honest. We, no one wants to eat a bottled moose with no pork in it. Right. And then you're then you're uh, you're stuck with moose. What is it? Moose uh, st stock, you said? Uh, well, that's if you get the whole moose, then you can make your moose stock with the bones. Right. Oh, OK. Is this maybe is this maybe the most Canadian chat you've had? Like we're we've gone. We took a deep dive into 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 primal game country. This is what I'm after. This kind of. <laughs> this kind of chatter you know we, we could have we we could have just uh you know stayed on the surface and i could ask you about your career ah! or we can go deep we're now we're talking about uh moose that goes in a jar for a lifetime when it's done right when it's done right okay this could uh this could feed you well well after the grid goes down. That's I when know. I strike. Oh. Oh that's when oh that's that's when you lead your peoples or that's that's, that's when the whole that's when I hit the hit hmm? I, I hit the tertiary markets. <laughs> and I have uh sorry it's it's really good to talk to someone who's funny. But if you're honest too. You're honest too, and I, and I know you've got that plan. Right. I, I do. I'm ready. I will. I will be. Uh, I'll have little. You know, I could see having moose moose meat, sort of like little. You know, they have those miniature Tabasco bottles. You know, serve like with one serving. It's good for like one oyster or whatever. Mm. Whatever the equivalent would be of bottled moose meat. And you can have, you know, I, I, I hate when anyone suggests an idea and says, you can have this. Like, they're telling you, like, it's a great idea. Because I don't think, I do think this is a great idea. As a small, very small moose meat that you can wear sort of as a necklace ah. in a jar. And then, you know, when you're out there, in the, you know, when things really go south... 
and we're fleeing from uh, whatever it's going to be. Whatever it's going to be. We're in, uh, you know, we're in Stratford and we have to get to Gravenhurst by sundown. I'm just <laughs> pulling. Ben, fantastic. Thanks for the name dropping, Dave. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. You know, because when I say that's where I'm playing in Canada, people mm-hmm. look at me with um, you know, like a little bit of pity, like I'm doing OK for that hairy ear growing out of my forehead. You know, I'll say good for you. Good, good. And I'll hey, say, you know. play America. And I'll say no. And I'll go, oh, good. And it's almost, it's just one step away from from getting a doggy treat. Yeah. I love well, them, though. Pardon? I love these theaters. It's not clubs I'm playing. They're theaters, you know? And some are yeah. 500 seaters, some are 2,000. And you have to get there and you got to, brave black ice on widow making strips of asphalt in the Rockies and it just uh it's really following your bliss I like it more than television because there's not so many cooks in the kitchen right oh yeah I was just talking about this that one of the you know yeah when you're on stage it's just you and the people and there's not some uh some executive who has to justify their job by telling you uh what you're doing wrong yeah or how and you i don't accept it doesn't matter if you're in uh manhattan or you're in port alberni if you're if you're, if you're playing to that many people that's pretty amazing in my book uh right uh <laughs> port alberni that's the first time i've played that logging town it's it's Port Alberni or Port Al- Port Alberni. Port Alberni. Oh, okay. I said Port Alberni. Right. Um, uh, but crossing the Great Divide into BC in the spring is always a treat. But yeah, you know, when you're just up there doing your gig and you know, I do a two-hour show, mix it all up, have all sorts of different bits and stuff, and a little bit for everybody and. You know, after having been at the CBC for as long as I was, it's, you know, it's uh, even though I just parachuted in and out and even after the series was over, which wasn't that great. But still, you know, you were working. Uh, the specials were I was really proud of those and uh, they did great numbers. But, uh, you know, you're always you're always having your perspective filtered through a corporate prism. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And you, what, um, yeah, when you just get on stage in front of a bunch of people, that's just you and the people. You know what's interesting though, in Canada, those of us in the business, because we, you know, 80% of the country lives so close to the American border, we're looking up Lady Liberty's skirt, right? So, <laughs> uh, I mean, the shadow, the American woman, it's, it's, it, that neon shadow casts pretty far and it, you know, it permeated our DNA. And so there was always a, uh, there was always a, 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 a belief and a legitimate one for many of my countrymen who uh, planted their flag south of the border and built a career that, you know, dreams could be made manifest in the promised land. And we always uh, assumed that there's so much more freedom uh, with your funny in america and there is i suppose 
provided it's on Netflix or HBO. Otherwise, you're still, like you said, uh, at the mercy of some, you know, 24-year-old graduate from Yale. Mm-hmm. Tell you how to be funny. Huh? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, they'll come back with the rounded notes, you know, notes that, you know, what if, what if the... Uh... What if the guy was wearing a blue sweater instead of a red sweater? That would be better, right? right. Some some no uh, meaningless notes. Important notes. notes. Yeah. Important ones. But, uh... Yeah. But that's not the case, is it? No. No. Yeah, so I head out there to uh, all those places. And, uh... To Nelson. I, I think this run might be... I think the one coming up in the fall, starting in Alberta... You know, I mean, I usually take a three-year window for everything, and so I don't know. It might be my final run, you know. And uh, Wait, so, I mean, you, so retired, you, think you might. Uh, I retire at sixty-five. You think you might be done performing live? That ambitiously with all those dates. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to be able to do seven dates back to back, and I used to be able to do seven dates back to back with five-hour drives in between. Oh. Yeah, 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 I know. In the winter, right? And uh, yeah, that's character builder. Mm, and uh, that's what it's called. And uh, yeah. uh, uh, and in those days, of course, you could end your show with a you know a couple of beer and a drink of scotch. And now it's a couple of Tylenol and some Gatorade. So things change. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's the that's the oh yeah. I'm with you. But the, you know, it's all, a, but, but look how you eclectic you are. I mean, you got, uh, you have uh, a handle by the name of Witch Taint, quite honestly, right? Yep, From I'm, a fan in where? A, 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 a heavy metal fan in Denmark? No, no, that's my, uh, well, it's become real. It started as my fictional Norwegian black metal band, but I've, to 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 keep the joke going, I've gone and formed the actual band. If that makes any sense. The band is called Witch Taint. Yes. Fantastic. That's because, uh, you guys should play Fremont Street in Vegas. That's the that's the end game. That's gold. That's the is to make it to Vegas. Uh. My girlfriend got me tickets to see Van Morrison for my birthday, January 31st. So oh, you we, were happy birthday, first thank of you. all. Thank you. That's the whole point I'm telling this story. I wanted to hear that. Well, uh, I won't miss it next year. I'll uh, come on guns blazing next year for your <laughs> next birthday. With your lawyers when you're sick from that bottle moose meat. <laughs> I'm I'm very I'm looking forward to the slimming effects of bottled moose yeah, meat. Right, right. The letter from your lawyers will be he still has the runs. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I, I love it. It keeps it brings out the cheekbones. It does. It does. Uh, there's a lot to be said for being emaciated. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but uh, we went. We saw Van Morrison. He was so good. It was his first show. He was giggling. The quintessential cranky Irish piss tank wasn't yelling at anybody. Didn't have his back to the audience. They did almost 100 minutes. The band was so tight. Three of of the guys in the band were well over 70, which gave me hope. 
Huh? And, yeah. Uh, they did a version of Broken Record. Uh, he did some very rare singles. It was so good. But we went to uh, Fremont Street. Uh, uh, Marika said, you have to see Fremont Street before we leave. So after the Super Bowl, we went uh, to Fremont Street. And, uh, of course, is the original neon strip of Vegas, correct? Mm-hmm. And the... The ceiling, uh, the top of the street is covered now with a plastic dome. And so there's people zip lining over you. And it's just uh, it, it, it's just noise from the Temple of Gluttony. Everybody is yeah. drinking and drinking and falling down and and throwing up. And there's uh, uh, several groups of uh, of dominatrix. Uh, how do you how do you say is dominatrix itself the plural or do you have to say dominatrixes? No, I, you know, I've never given much thought to this. Would it be dominatrices? I guess it would be dominatrices. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, You're used to never finding out the hard way, I guess. (laughs) There was, there was no, uh, there was no um, corporate executive in a diaper being spanked, but I'm sure that's, that's what you could buy from these. um, Yeah, give it time. And there were three bands playing. There were all sorts of different. There was uh, heavy metal at the top of the street. There was just rock. There was something else. But in front of the heavy metal band was a gentleman holding a sign. uh, And the sign said, uh, and, you know, every time you think that American exceptionalism is in its death throes, that really the myth has been exhausted. uh, There's always somebody that lets you know that the entrepreneurial spirit of capitalism is alive and well, and it's healthy, and it's going to continue to grow. Uh, he was standing there with um, uh, a billboard sign that said, uh, kick me in the nuts. That was it? There wasn't like a part two? Ten bucks. Oh, no. He had the sign, and then his buddy was there uh, who was uh, the recipient of that. And people were lining up and kicking them hard, kicking them hard. And uh, he, if, if he flinched or fell down or made a sound, you got your money back. Well, there is that. Uh, do you think he was doing that thing I th- in some sort of like, I think, Kung Fu masters, they do this thing called the Iron Egg. Um, I mean, this might just be from movies where they... He was just taking it to the I don't nuts. think it was street. Uh, I don't think it was even. No, 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 no. It wasn't in the realm of uh, of martial arts or 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 uh, uh, cage match prep. Uh, it wasn't the um, the opening rounds to a major cage match. It wasn't even street art. Uh, I think it was just. Uh, mm, I think it was just the fundamental American exceptionalism. Not to disparage and tar your entire country, Dave. With the same oh, go. No one. one does that more than I do. What are you going to do in the fall? What are you going to do after November? What do you, uh, uh, I mean, I you still have, does your, did your granddad leave your property in Clinton? I wish. I wish. Uh, no. I, I, uh, out of curiosity, I investigated to see what, uh, if I had any edge over anyone else, any other Americans to, uh, come north and I, I don't 
I, I don't know. I, uh, I you know, a lot of people said that if Trump got in, they'd come north, and none did. Because no, no, I'm home is home. Yeah, and you you know you hope you that uh, hopefully we'll prevail over uh, this ugliness and insanity of him and his uh, and the the people aiding and abetting him. Uh, but if not, if we don't, I'll be seeing you. I'll be uh I'll be I'll catch one of your birthdays coming up. I'll be on the road and I'll go, geez, man, that looks a lot like Dave. Yeah, man. I'll be wait. I'll be waving to you. I'll be asking for opening slots. Where do you perform in New York? Anywhere that'll have me. Uh, oh, you're that kind of act. Um, well, <laughs> no, I do Village Underground nearby. I do uh, Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Oh, Upright Citizens Brigade, you guys are great. Um, and you know. All over the place. Sex City up here in 1981. 350 yeah. bucks a week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's good out there. Yeah, that legendary place. They, they, yeah. And they closed, right? Or uh, no? It was the original building, and then the other... They were attached to Wayne Gretzky's restaurant, and that whole section is being torn down for another condo. I mean, there's more cranes, like New York. There's more cranes going up and... In Toronto than post-war Berlin, it's it's pretty intense. Oh yeah, if Gretzky's can't make it, what what hope is there for the rest of us? Really? Well, maybe the uh, yeah, this is you know. Speaking of hockey heroes, uh, one of the more surreal moments I had during my talk show in Los Angeles, and this is where um, where the um, uh, or the pathos of celebrity culture. You never get a window on that in Canada because there is no star system here, right? Mm-hmm. This wonderful uh, plateau and glass ceiling that you keep hitting your head on. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I remember, um, as I say, when the numbers uh, took a nosedive and even our caterers changed. Uh, at the beginning, they were very uh, happy uh, and uh, gregarious um, you know, West Coast, California, New Age caterers uh, that overnight, uh, literally overnight, uh, the roast potatoes became runny potatoes served to us by um, ex-cons with homemade tattoos on their hands. And I was like, that's a sign, right? It's a sign. We were on Forgotten End of Sunset Boulevard at this old studio. And uh, our guest was Tiny Tim. Oh, yeah. Right. Legend. And, uh, yeah. And he showed up apologizing uh, in uh, a, a mishmash of clothes. I mean, he looked I mean, he always dressed like, you know, he'd, he'd been hit by a goodwill truck and just all the clothes. <laughs> anyway, he said, I'm sorry in his high falsetto voice. And uh, he pulled a ukulele out of the bag and uh, uh, sang a song. And I was having lunch, and he sat down beside me. And uh, this is the kind of juxtaposition you don't get in Canada at commissary. I'm sitting across from, you know, the, the pretty well the the quintessential freaky-looking dude from the '60s, right? I mean, found, mm-hmm. it, discovered at Cafe Bazaar, yeah. uh, tiptoe through the tulips. Twenty-one million people watch him marry his girlfriend, Miss Vicky, on the Carson Show in 1969. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm sitting across from him, and uh, he's talking to me in very deferential and reverential tones about uh, how much he was impressed by Dave Keon, the Toronto Maple Leafs right winger and probably yeah. a conversation, I dare say, right? And a, a, a novitiate in the throes of an Ayahuasca shapeshift and vision quest would never have been sitting across from Tiny Tim as he lauded uh, maybe the the best Toronto Maple Leaf team of all time. That's what you have on us that we don't have here. And Chubby Checker also chatted with me. Uh, Chubby Checker, his song was sure. number one in 1960. Yeah, The Twist. We shot our show in 1990. And uh, Chubby told me he invented mock chicken, but his manager stole the idea on him. And he said, today he's a billionaire and me, I'm still singing the fucking twist. And then he walked away. Wow. A melancholy to it that just hung in the air, much like me telling you that story is for you right now. Yeah, I mean. See, we don't have the equivalent of that, Dave. No, I mean. Unless a tiff, happens, a tiff happens, right? When tiff happens here in the the biggest film festival in the world and, and Toronto oh, is yeah. by super by superstars. And I've been there a couple of times. Oh, have you? Do you like it? Yeah. Um, you know, I like a little glitz and glamour, but it's <laughs> not my scene. Uh, you know what? If anyone personifies glitz and glamour, it's someone with a caribou uh, being chased by wolves behind them. Yeah, I mean, that's I, it's, it's the best. It's a meta- metaphor for glitz and glamour. It's the best. <laughs> so good. I went on a hunt with a Dene elder when I was there. I didn't hunt. But when I went to the Northwest Territories, um, uh, as I say, I was at this lodge that was sinking into the permafrost, and my my kids stayed at the lodge, and I I joined this Dene elder and a native dude on a hunt, and uh, they shot a caribou, and they had it uh, skinned and butchered, and in the boat in under 35 minutes. Wow. They were machines. But uh, I don't think they bought. I don't think they bottle caribou. I don't think it could be much. I have to be careful what I say here. I don't. I don't want to say it could be much worse than bottled moose. Um, yeah. Maybe but, I should say it could be just as delicious as bottled moose, in my estimation. Yeah. Yeah. You're a. Um, you're a savvy stick handler. <laughs> Okay. Like Dave Keon himself. I actually have a not to brag. I like the wraparounds. Uh, someone yeah, told me that that's a good thing to do in, in the comedy. We brought it full circle. Full circle. I, I have, I have, a, I should let you go because we're at our, uh, we're almost at an hour here. Yeah. So I feel like. How many, uh, how many listeners do you think we lost uh, with our bottle moose? Oh. Um, I'm not concerned about the ones we lost. I'm concerned about the ones who stuck around. Those are the ones I care about. <laughs> the ones who will listen. The the ones who the ones who will who who will be there in Cranbrook. Cranbrook. The ones who will be there in Nelson. And Nelson. the ones and the ones who will 
Say, no, hey. It's my favorite town in Canada. It's where Steve Martin shot uh, Roxanne. Oh. Oh, yes. that's beautiful. It's a beautiful, it's utopia. And it's in the magical Kootenai. It's in the Valley of Lost Souls. It's by Kootenai Lake. Uh, and it's just great. It's what where province the, is that? It's where all the draft dodgers who didn't go to Nova Scotia came in the 60s. And they showed up in a Volkswagen van with Bob Dylan on an 8-track, right? And they literally created the marijuana industry, which is now legal oh, in wow. Yeah. It was the draft dodgers that created that there in Nelson and further down in Castle Guard. And uh, it's it's pristine country. Really nice vibe there. Really nice vibe. Of course, now those draft dodgers who came in the late 60s, uh, they're uh, real estate barons. I was going to say, yeah, they're the ones putting up all the condos. As my daughters say, uh, the boomers are the ones that ruined everything. Well, that's just not nice. Well, my... it's not wrong, but. <laughs> you know, I always call them radicalized millennials, uh, just uh, just just to the right of, of, of hardcore Bolsheviks. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think that when. Um, uh, I think that when the new world order comes and they start taking names, I think they'll hide me. I think they will. I'll think, I think they'll give me sanctuary. I, I, I got a good feeling about it. You're always welcome in my apartment. I don't know, you know, what comfort that brings you. <laughs> but I, I do have well, that. Welcome uh, to Nova Scotia if you ever get a trip down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you up on that. Good for the soul, buddy. A lot I'll of bring, I'll bring there too. A lot of American expats there who like the vacation in Nova Scotia. I'll come up there, get the bottle moose red, get the the big green egg. The big green egg, the bottle moose, and the dark and stormies. You'll never and, get rid of me. You're laughing. Bring your dog. <laughs> yeah, she's right here, farting up a storm. What is it with flatulence and dogs? Um, you know, I act like I don't like it, but, uh, <laughs> you gotta go out and laugh, man. <laughs> Just that's your closer. Okay. There we go. We'll you leave it at that. As far as Howie Mandel did before he became a millionaire, when he would, uh, he would pull a surgical glove over his head and blow it up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just, just go out on a good. Good old-fashioned laugh. See, uh, the the um, erudite wits that we are, we've ended on a series of fart jokes and effluence in a public pool in the Caribbean. I, That's uh, why we're number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. All well, right, thanks here. a lot. Everyone stand up. I'll be out of work. I can get out of here. <laughs> Talk to me, buddy. All right, I'll get a care package off to you soon. Yeah, I'll I'll get that moose meat off too. <laughs> All right, thanks, Ron. Bye. Bye. -bye. And there you have it, my delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with Ron James. I learned a lot. Uh, I learned bottled moose. Who knew? Um. I, I never, I, I've been walking the earth for some time now, never occurred to me that anyone would say, hey, let's get some moose meat in a bottle, but um, I'm about to find out the hard way that it's true, because uh, if Ron uh, 
delivers on his promise, there's uh, some moose meat coming in. I'm, I'm generally off uh, moose meat these days, but I, I feel like if a bottle of it shows up in the mail, I can make an exception. Um, anyway, uh, I, I had a delightful time talking to Ron. I hope you did uh, enjoy. Uh, what, what's with me in the English language? I struggle with it. Uh, go to ronjames.ca to find out when Ron is coming to your town. Whether it be Stratford, Sault Ste. Marie, Newmarket, or he's really going all over the place. It's amazing. Um, he was on Get a Life. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I could, I'm gonna, this, this wrap-up is going to be longer than... Uh, anyway, this is why I'm number one in my time slot, this kind of concise chatter. Uh, anyway, thank you for joining me. Thanks to uh, my producer, editor, brains behind the operation, partner in crime, Mr. Chris Gersbeck, for uh, adding the action music and sound effects and editing, editing out, uh, um, you know, farts, let's be honest. Okay, I mean, we've, we've talked about farts a lot on this episode. I, I don't need to hide it anymore. Uh, thanks to my, uh, our friends, oh, mine and mine and ours and everyone's friends at Maximum Fun. Go to MaximumFun.org to find out more about them and all the incredible podcasts and whatnot that they're pumping out into the world for all of our enjoyment. And, uh, hey, as long as I'm telling you what to do, go to my website at DaveHillOnline.com. Find out when I'm coming to your town. And please, if you haven't yet, get my book, Parking the Moose. It's all about my travels through Canada, uh, really. And it makes an incredible doorstop and a projectile. It's like a throwing star if, you, you know, if you're under duress or something. Anyway, until next time, this has been So You're Canadian. And I'm not sorry. Did I forget to say with me, Dave Hill? Yeah, I did. It's okay. Uh, Chris, just add a random explosion sound here. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.